you should always ask them how much. you do think I don't know where to start um, hello and welcome back to nailed it um, in this episode we're going to discuss everything first home buyers and everything you need to know about building your first home so uh, for people who don't know who exactly who we are um, did you want to introduce yourself and yeah hit it off sounds good Chris Baptista director of homes by CMA that's it and uh, Jaden Peters the marketing coordinator I guess for homes by CMA um, but the biggest thing we wanted to do is sort of create a podcast where we can sit down, we can be a little bit more, uh, informative with you guys and just have a bit more of a longer format content, um, that we can sort of share, you know, Chris has a lot of knowledge, um, about the building industry and we just wanted to share with you guys, um, you know, all of that knowledge. Hey, so yeah. And the best part is this is no selling. Uh, this is a full transparent, uh, podcast. We simply here to help. So, That's it. A hundred percent. Um, so as you may know, this week's first episode, um, is all about first home buyers. Um, so we recently chucked up on our Instagram, a sort of questionnaire about, uh, what people would like to know. And one of the biggest questions we got asked was what, uh, are the things to look out for when being a first home buyer? So we thought what better of a way, let's start this podcast off with a bang. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so so yeah, so let's jump straight in and uh, let's get on to uh, what are the things to look out for. Um, so one of the first things you wrote on that uh, was uh, do your research. Mm -hmm. So just mm -hmm. tell a little bit more uh, about why it's important to do your research when you're looking to find the right home builder for you. Yeah, the thing when you build a house is it's it's not uh, simple. Um, there's, there's a lot of choice and there's a lot of builders and every single uh, builder has different inclusions. So what you have to look for when you're comparing all those builders is you have to compare all those inclusions based on, I guess, a similar standard. Mm. A lot of builders are going to have, say, a full uh, turnkey house and some builders might not even include floor coverings. So the price might look attractive until you look further and you realize that it's actually very expensive. Yeah, 100%. So the first thing that you know is, and if you're fresh and you've never even heard of home building and it's the first... <laughs> <laughs> Does it have to be that close? Yet? Yeah, bro. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, we're still wow. new to this. We'll get the hang of it. But um, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, <know>. if <laughs> it's the first house you build, most people really have no idea. They they don't know what an S class slab is. They don't know what a a H one uh, slab is. So, the main thing is you gotta you you, you gotta start to learn those terms. And the more builders you're gonna speak to, the more you're gonna get a really good understanding of those things. Yeah. yeah. Um. So once you, I, th I think you know, have a quick chat with a few builders, get a few inclusions list, and you'll get a really good idea of what's what, what's standard, what's not the st standard, and what builders are really just marketing uh, uh, companies, and what uh, builders are here to actually build your house, not just uh, sell it. Yeah. For sure. And. Like you mentioned, uh, it's important to know what's on the inclusions. Um, what, in your opinion, is sort of like the things you need to make sure um, are on your inclusions and that you're not getting sort of, you know, the wool pulling over your eyes? Yeah, I mean, this is how it works. Most um, most of the big builders anyway, not the small ones, but the big ones are going to start with very low prices and then they're going to jack up the price with soil test. Yeah. Uh, so you'll see that they will start with an S-class slab. And what that means is you are pretty much building a, 
a house on rock, so the, yeah, the grounds are not going to move. It's a very thin slab and it's cheap. Yep. Um, most slabs in southeast uh, Queensland are going to be H1, M, H2. Some are even E classes. So what happens is they start with that, and then as soon as you get a, a, a deposit, they lock you in, and then you get a salt test done, and that's when you find out there's another twenty five, thirty thousand dollars you got to spend on. Uh, so upgrading to an H1 slab, uh, concrete peering, and maybe N3 wind. So what they got to look for is just learn a little bit about slabs and just learn what the differences are. And usually you'll find, say, if you are building in Newport or if you're building in Ripley, all those areas would have similar soils. Yep. So just get a little bit of an idea and speak to the, the, the uh, developer. What is the usual soil test here? So they might say, oh, you know, here it's usually H1. So when you go and see your builder, you they include an S-class, just ask them to go for an H1 soil so that when you are going to see all those builders, you're going to have a really good idea and you can compare uh, uh, prices. For yeah. sure. Yeah, I think that's really important. And you touched on it a little bit, but so many other builders, um, it seems to be the way where they'll seem and make their marketing appear like it's really, really cheap. And then they'll sort of jack up the price on the soil test and things like that. So that you have all these builders who are saying that they've got all these promotions and unbelievable prices and free this and free mm. that. Um, but just tell people the sort of truth behind mm. what actually goes on mm. there. Yeah, I mean, how many builders do I see? And they've got, I think there's one at the moment in my half, free pool and free uh, ducted air. The truth of the matter is this does not exist. And I'll give you a prime example. Um, if a builder, like the the ultimate business as a builder is to have a margin of uh, 20%. That's that's goals, and most builders will not achieve this. So if you are building, say, I don't know, a $250,000 home, you're going to be talking a $50,000 margin. Mm-hmm. Let's assume you do a pool, that's 30K, and let's assume you do a duct today, that's 10 so don't tell me the builder is going to sacrifice 40K out of the 50K margin yeah, to yeah. build you her house and make $10,000. And if things go wrong, they're going to make no money. Yeah, yeah. It's just it not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So what happens is those builders, and they have to be very careful how they do it because if they do an, a sort of instant price rise, they're going to get quote. Yeah. Uh, so what they do is they jack up the price and they've jacked up those prices a while back so that they can keep offering those those uh, promotions. That's it. And pretty much, really, you offer a free pool or you offer a pool for three thousand five hundred or three thousand nine hundred. Yeah. You've 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 increased the price to make up for for that. So that's it. But that's how they grab this sort of customer because you know a customer is going to say, oh, free pool. You know that that's, that's really good. But the problem is when you compare it to, and I'm not saying CMA, but at a lot of the the these sort of builders, um, by the time you add a pool with them, most likely they will be cheaper yeah. than the project builder that has a free pool. Mm. So yeah, yeah, and it's it's very much the case, like uh, you were saying. So a lot of these builders, they'll three months before they even run the promotion, they're jacking up the price of the home. They're already starting to get this thing unrolled because their marketing is often well, six months they gotta, or twelve yeah, months in it. advance. They even have to start before that that's because it. otherwise they're going to get caught by yeah. the A Triple C and all those things. So usually yeah. they they would have started that way back. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they roll that promotion out, mm-hmm. and yeah, it seems cheap. But and you see that a lot. It's not just home building, but you see that a lot uh, sort of online. I can't remember which retailer, and I probably don't want to name them, but a lot of retailers have Christmas promotions and all that. Yeah, that's right. And thirty uh, percent off, but they put the prices by thirty uh, percent, so it, it. it looks really good. 
Uh, but in reality, really, yeah, you're actually paying the same price. But it looks like you're getting a uh, bargain. That's it. Yeah. It's clever marketing. It's got oh, like, uh, everyone for does sure. it. Yeah, that's for, uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> I think that's really important that you know there is a lot of BS out there, and there is a lot of different ways and builders that will try and pull the wool mm. over your eyes. And I feel that's why it's really important that when you do start to take that next mm. step into getting a contract that you're actually like you actually double check everything. Mm. And um, I know you put that as one of your things in there as well. So do you want to like just tell people why it's good to double check everything when you're talking with your sales consultant mm. or whatever it may yeah, be yeah. and why it's also really important to try and get everything in writing? That's it. Before I get onto that and, and what's going to prove my point because some people might hear this and might be thinking, oh, you know, they've got more margin, you know, they do real promotions and, um, and that's, that's really, you know, yeah, that's what big, big sort of builders do. Well, just type the name of that builder on Google and type uh, fine and, for example, marketing. And you will find that a lot of those companies have been fined by the ACCC or, or sort of whatever organization is, is in charge of that. And, um, yeah, you will find that some of those fines are in the millions. But the problem is a builder... And I, and I can't name them again, but a builder that's going to sell hundreds of houses is going to make that money really easily. Back, yeah. Because yeah. those builders sell uh, thousands of homes every year. Yeah. So a million dollars in fine, is it going to make that much difference? No. Unfortunately, no. Okay. So, Which yeah. is crap, really, when you think about it. Like, oh, of course. Yeah. And 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 yet, and that's one of the things I wish uh, that the building industry was a lot more regulated, but mm. it's not. Yeah. Uh, I wish the inclusions were a lot more clear. And that's why we started CMA. Uh, you know, we wanted to build a house. It's just not clear. Yeah. And even now when I'm uh, comparing quotes and I have a client from another builder, sometimes it's just so hard yeah. that you just don't even know what's included. And then that's you it. read further and you're like, there's no concrete to the alfresco. And you yeah. read further, is there's no tiles you're leaving. Well, All are you building costs. a house or are you just, just uh, giving me a shell? That's it. So, um, But yeah, going back to uh, the rest, I don't even remember... what the point was because I got, <laughs> got distracted. Just off on that rant. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah... Uh, Totally agree. Like it's really important to um, you know watch out for those mm -hmm. sorts of things mm -hmm. and that. But we're talking about uh, you know something that might save you from that is double checking everything. Oh, um, for sure. And checking over everything. You know, you want to check with your sales yep. consultant. You want to get everything mm -hmm. in writing that you have agreed to on your inclusions mm -hmm. and everything like mm -hmm. that. Um, yep. So then that way, you know exactly where you stand. Definitely. So when you get a builder has what's called a inclusions list. So that includes. I guess all the stuff that is included plus all the uh, sort of upgrades you will add on. Yeah. Um, never, never read this too quick. You, What I do and what I tell clients is you got to go through it line by line. If you don't understand something, just highlight it and ask your sales consultant, but even better, go on Google and check it out. You know, I'm, I'm sure there's heaps of her pages. We do it too. Yep. Yep. Um, so that's the first thing. Go line by line and make sure you understand everything because something small, again, like an S-class soil, you're like, oh, S-class, yeah, sounds great. It's included. Yeah. But really, the truth of the matter, if it comes back as H1, you might get hit with, with $15,000 for that one line that you've missed. That's it. Uh, so that's the first thing. And then a lot of people, too, um, you know, their sales consultant. And, you know, some people might leave. Some people might stay. Some people might sell houses more than help you. And the problem is they might tell you things you want to hear but the problem is they're not included. That's it. So what happens is you sign your contract, your house starts, your kitchen goes in and you realize that your waterfall end is not in. Yeah. But my sales consultant said so, one unfortunately, it's not in Britain. That's it. That's um, it. So 
what I would say is no matter what you say with your sales consultant, uh, make sure you have that written somewhere. And yeah. ideally, it has to be on the inclusions list and on your uh, contract. That's it. Because if it's not there, the chances are it won't be included. And even if it's if it's not there and somehow he said it and, you know, he goes and says, you know, I've said it, so yes, we'll, we'll include it, it's going to cause issues during the build because you're going to have to fix this and it, it's just going to make life uh, sort of difficult. For yeah. sure. And I tell you, it's, it's a really... I know it's a really tedious process and it's mm. not something that necessarily is going to, you know, blow your socks off in regards to mm. being an enjoyable thing. But um, I think it is really important to do and it's definitely going to um, say potentially save you down the road and save you even money down the road. Definitely. So. And to add on to that, um, we are not talking about just the inclusions list. You yeah. also have to make sure you check your plan. Yes. Uh, the plan is key. And again, don't just flick quickly page by page. You really... You really got to look at everything, you know, your window location, the yeah. size of your window. Is it a fixed window? Is it a sliding window? Does it say AW and you're not sure what it means? That's it, yeah. um, So you really got to check all those things because um, those plans, I, I guess, have a lot of details and um, a lot of things, I guess, I'm building them every day, but if you are new to it, you probably won't know what half of it means. Yeah. Uh, so just, yeah, make sure you get a really good understanding about, you know, what's above the windows, um, the pitch of the roof, you know, what sort of windows and all those things, yeah. And it's important to note that whatever's on the plan, that's what's getting that's built. That's what's getting built. Yeah. That's it. Exactly right. Yeah. So if there's something wrong in there and mm-hmm. you haven't seen that, like, <laughs> too bad. Oh, <laughs> it's getting uh, built. For, for sure. And then, unfortunately, you know, if you've signed it, um, no matter what bill you go with, um, you know, they can say, well, that's what's on the plan. Yeah, that's and it. And unfortunately, unless you got an email somewhere or something, you have got no like to stand on. That's it. Yeah, That's it. And and then there is a variation thing, but I know a lot of builders obviously charge for it because mm-hmm. then it's sort of that big massive stuff around between everything. Um, and that's the thing. So if ideally when you sign a contract, um, you want it to be final. Yeah. No matter who below... Which 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 are below you sort of go with you really want, uh, want it final so spend the time to make sure you've read through the inclusions, the plans and your color selection and just make sure this is what you want. Yeah. Because sometimes people might rush it, think, oh, you know, it's great, we'll sign a contract, I'll get that to the bank, um, we'll get the process started. But the problem is, um, then you're gonna end up doing uh, so, uh, so variations. Yeah. Uh, most builders, yes, would charge a thousand dollars or more for mm. one of those. And the truth is, it's going to cause issues. What most people don't realize is a variation might have to go to a sales consultant, then to an admin, then to an estimator, That's right. then to drafting, then to the estimator again. Yep. Then you got to sign the plan again. And then it goes to the, the uh, tradie, which yep. he might have two plans and tradies might not have the best organization. So they might use the old plan. That's it. So it just causes errors. So if you sign your contract, mm. uh, I would always aim to have this as a final piece of document. Yeah. For sure. Mm. And... So a lot of people get a lot of contracts and there's mm. a lot of documentation mm. during the process of, you know, when you are building. So you've got your uh, contract with the builder, but mm. you also have the, like your the, the HIA contract. Mm. And I just want you to touch a little bit about this because a lot of people get a little bit intimidated by it and they mm. sort of try and look for all these these clauses and things. Mm. So they don't really realize it's actually more of the opposite and it's actually there to, and designed to protect the customer mm. and protect you rather than the builder. Yeah, I mean, the HA is a pretty standard contract that most builders use. There's a few other contracts like the QBCC contracts and the master builders, uh, but most builders would use the HIA one. Yeah. It's just nice and easy. Um, there's a portal, all the information is preset, so we don't, 
we don't have to do anything. We just input the client's name, the biller's details, and we just move on with the 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 uh, contract. So yeah. you should still have a really good read because, and again, it is something you want to do page by page because each and every uh, biller can put special conditions in it. Mm. So you really want to check things. And again, you know, you. You don't want to trust it. So you want to check that the build time is what you've agreed on. You want to check that the price is what you've agreed on. You want to check these special conditions. Has a builder put something that you are not aware of? Yeah. Uh, so, you w- so you still want to check quite a few things because, again, once you've signed a contract, this is a legally binding uh, document. And, um, and yeah, there's not much you can do, obviously, if you've, if you've signed something and it's not what you, what you wanted. So, yeah. All right, so we spoke a little bit, uh, obviously, about what happens during pre-construction, um, but let's slightly touch on construction. We might leave the rest of the tips for construction in a later uh, podcast, but uh, it's one of the things you said, it's really important to have meetings mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. your site supervisor. Definitely. Um, just touch on why that is important. Okay, so if you can imagine um, you've spent month, maybe a year working on your contract, your plan, your inclusion. So you know exactly what you're building. You've got your vision. But from a builder's point of view, the site supervisor that will get your job, it's the first time he sees those plans and it's the first time he sees those inclusions. Mm -hmm. So really he's fresh to that plan and that inclusion and he doesn't know what your vision is. So the key thing is um, I would set up a meeting with the site supervisor as soon as possible, usually at slab stage. Uh, just so that you know, you can run through. If you have any questions, you can ask them. Um, if you want to know anything, or you know, do you have a good vibe with them, or you know, you just don't feel uh, comfortable? Yeah. You really want to, you know, it's a house, so you want to make sure you feel comfortable with the whole process, and you want to feel comfortable that the project manager is going to be able to handle the the house, I guess. Um, so, and the the meetings are important because again, you you have your your vision and and the plans are there, but sometimes what's hard is What's on a plan is hard to visualize, and particularly for people that are new to home building. Mm. Um, so, for example, uh, a meeting at frame stage is a crucial thing because at frame stage you can see your walls, you can see your windows, you can see your door openings. So you really want to have a look and see, all right, have you missed anything? Yeah. Or is, there, is there something you've done wrong that you really regret? Uh, because what I tell people is um, once the bricks and the plasterboard are on, it's really too late to change things. Or it's never too late, but it's just going to cost a lot more. Um, And particularly when it comes to things, say it's always good to have a meeting um, at uh, frame stage because, again, you you can see things like, you know, where you might want PowerPoints, you know. This is where the kitchen is, but you really didn't think it was going to be that layout, so you want to move a light somewhere. So it's just much better to actually visualize things. That's it. Uh, And this is a stage that if you do want to change something, this is a stage I would do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like it's a lot of people will often change stuff in that because a lot of people uh, struggle to visualize mm-hmm. things before mm-hmm. they actually, you know, definitely physically mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. see it and be within it and see the yeah. space. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's it. So, the frame stage is crucial. Uh, then I would always recommend a tile meeting. So, the plasterboard and the bricks is done, the waterproofing is done, um, the tiling is about to start. Mm-hmm. A tile meeting is there so that you can meet the site supervisor, you meet the tiler, and you just run through your tile selection. So 
is what's been delivered and what's about to get laid on the floor what you've picked and is there any preference as to how you want it um so you know you could have two tiles uh, with the center line in the hallway or you mm -hmm. could have set them what is your preference and if there's anything you would like just just tell the this of tile because it's about to start laying and sometimes we pick you know the tile supplier has uh, delivered the wrong tiles yeah it, it, happens. it happens oh that's yeah. it that's so right. Human error will always that, play a factor. That's exactly right. Yeah. Like you think those style suppliers, they they literally, I don't know, uh, they might deliver 10, 15, 20 homes a day. That's it. So there's always a chance that there's a mistake. So yeah, the tile stage, uh, crucial. And then, you know, a few other stage until practical completion. So practical completion is when the house is technically finished. Uh, but I would probably have a meeting at, you know, once 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 all the tiles are laid, yep. um, I, I think is a good stage in pre-paint. So that's just before the paint starts. Um, have a quick uh, walkthrough, just make sure you're happy with the, the, the uh, tiling, for example, you know, they've missed uh, that you wanted floor to selling tiles in the ensuite. So mm -hmm. it's not too, uh, too late to uh, change that. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, once the house is all painted, um, yeah, you can have another meeting and then the uh, practical uh, completion. So that uh, the practical uh, completion is a very important one because this is where you walk through with the site supervisor and you just make sure that you, you I guess, identify all the minor defects uh, so that they can get rectified uh, before you move into your new house. Awesome. Um, so before we move on to something a little bit uh, different, is there mm. anything else that you can think of that you sort of think people should know uh, before we? I mean, it's, there's so many things, and like <laughs> literally, this 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 could go on for like I think ten hours or more. Yeah. Um, and he will if I don't stop him. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I guess one of the things, um, and particularly with builders, is the one thing that comes in my head now is the financials of that builder. So what happens is a lot of builders uh, might grow very quick, but they don't have the financials to, to cope with that. And the QBCC, so um, the, the, I guess the entity um, that, that licenses those, those are sort of builders is yeah. very, very strict on those rules. Yeah. Um, so what happens is, um, as an example, you could sell um, a thousand homes, but if you don't have the assets that the QBCC wants uh, to be able to build those homes, you will never be able to build them. Yeah. So you could have signed a contract with a builder. Everything's looking good. The builder had excellent uh, stuff, customer service. But the problem is if the builder doesn't have the right assets, he will not be able to build your house. And that's what happens to when, uh, you know, again, as an example, a builder might grow really quick um, and their license gets suspended because they don't have the assets. So again, they might be making money, but if they don't have the right assets and the right ratios, they might have uh, taken on uh, too much debt mm -hmm. and they don't have the right accountant. Um, so yeah, so you just gotta be careful. Just have a quick look um, and again, go online, have a quick look at the builder. How long have they been established? Um, do they look financially secured? You know, do they have a decent office? Um, yeah. You know, like, I think you get a really good vibe. Yeah, that's you it. know, I think um, taking the words yeah, out of my mouth. <laughs> that that's exactly right. So y you just go there, get a good vibe. You know, um, is everything rent or you know do they own a few of the assets? That's it. Or um, yeah, you just want to watch out. And um, some builders just go too hard, too quick. That's it. And is everything well presented. That's like that. that's exactly right. And um, I mean. The amount of builders that have gone bankrupt in, in the past few years, there's there's a lot. Yeah. And we're talking even like builders that used to drive Lamborghinis and all that. And uh, and again, prime example, I, 
Like, I don't know, I just find it a bit weird. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Um, and usually also talking to the SaaS consultant will mm. give you a really good vibe because those builders usually will start to get a reputation. And even the sales consultant, if you if you dig a little bit, they, they might have, you know, they won't feel like um, that builder is really secure. They work for them, yes, but, you know, yeah. it seems like it's a little bit on the edge, you, you know. It. So, um, and when you think about it, it's your house. So, it's the biggest investment you're probably going to make in your life. So, you want to feel good. You want to feel good. And, and one of the things is um, the QBCC will cover if the builder goes bankrupt, but they will only cover to a certain amount. Yeah. So what happens is if you build a 700,000 a home, most likely they will not cover that whole amount. So yep. you will be, uh, and it's not just that, it will take a long time. You might have a slap down, the builder goes bust, it will take at least, I guarantee you, six months to a year for a new builder to start on your job. That's it. Uh, so your dream is just like, yeah, it just becomes a stop. Yeah. And um, yeah. So, what do you think is something where, uh, in regards to a builder, from mm-hmm. a builder's perspective, mm-hmm. how, what can they do to ensure that you know there is good cash flow within the business mm-hmm. and everything like that? Oh, from a builder's point of view, definitely your cash flow is number one, uh, and that means you really got to get a really good accountant, yeah. and you have to have really good bookkeeping. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, most most good builders would have a bookkeeper, obviously, and a really good accountant. And that accountant will be able to help them in terms of uh, cash flow requirements, yeah. uh, so that you don't get caught uh, selling too many houses and you don't have the 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 financials to actually build them. That's it. And what about like assets, like and like good assets that are actually going to help? Like you said, uh, it's important to have the right assets. So just talk about because you know some builders might think the right assets is a Lamborghini and things mm. like that. So no, I, I guess a Lamborghini would be a sort of asset, but it. it it would depreciate so quick that you yeah. probably would not do <laughs> yeah, much about it. it. Now, I guess it's just a matter of, yeah, um, if you're not making much money and you take on a lot of debt, your ratios are going to be completely out of whack. Yeah. Um, so, y- you know, things like, obviously, is a builder spending all the money they have yeah. uh, or do yeah. they, you know, own uh, sort of assets? Do they own their display homes? Do they own the office where where they are? That's it. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's usually a, a good sign of, you know, what's what's going on here yeah. perfect um so i think this is really good that uh people get a way better understanding now of uh you know the pre-construction process mm-hmm. of building a home but some people have absolutely no idea what's actually possible to include in their home mm-hmm. and some of the inclusions and upgrades that are available and uh are even often recommended mm-hmm. so i'd like to go over your personal top 10 inclusions mm-hmm. uh that you would include in a home um, and or why it's probably best to include. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, and like the why behind it as That's well. It. Well, the first thing we're going to start off is it's top 10 inclusions based on a normal builder. Yes. Because obviously some builders might not even include styles to the living. Yes. This is like a must. I'm not even going to run through those yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. something you really yeah. need to have. So let's, so let's work <laughs> off a common ground of uh, yeah, CMA yeah. standard. Yeah, of, or yeah. like a normal builder standard, yeah. you know, not a <laughs> not a dodgy, like you, you don't even get concrete to your old fresco. Yeah. yeah. Um, they know who we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, that's it. I mean, in terms of things you really want in a house and, and based on what we sell too, like what, what do people want yeah. and what looks really good and what's going to add value. For sure. Um, I really feel that starting off um, with the facade and a 1200 door, 
uh, a nice big, uh, whether it's, it's a hinge door or a pivot door, um, this looks really good. It's a statement, much easier to bring your furniture, and usually most builders wouldn't charge that much for it. Yeah. Uh, so this is a really good upgrade. Uh, number two, I would probably go with shower niches. Uh, instead of leaving your shampoos and your soaps and all that on the shower floor, uh, you just have a recess on your shower wall where you can just sit all that. Yeah, um, it's a classy upgrade. That that's it's it. Really, really it nice. Not only it's practical, it's practical yeah. because you can put shampoos and all that, but it also looks good, mm. you know. And we've just uploaded obviously a sort of image, and you've got a black trim all around that niche, and it so just good. makes it so good. Yeah. Uh, so number two would be the shower niche. Um, Number three would probably be high ceilings. Um, not all builders have high ceilings, so a lot of them are going to have a 2440 high ceiling. Yeah. To me, it's too low. Uh, mm -hmm. Do not build a house with a 2440 high ceiling. Uh, it is just too old school, yep. and you will struggle to resell it. So at, at a bare minimum, go with a 2590 high ceiling. Yep. Uh, and if you can stretch it, again, it's normally not too expensive. I would go with a 2740. Yep. But a 2590 is good. You know, I think yeah, it, it feels nice. Yeah. Uh, so that's real good with like that, uh, the square set as well. Corner that's set. it. And again, yeah, that's the square set might even make it look like it's a, a higher uh, selling. So that'd probably be uh, number three. Um, I guess number four, if you can, if, if you can have it, obviously, uh, Dr. Air is yeah. a really good upgrade. Especially in Queensland. <laughs> that's exactly right. And again, in terms of resale, I do think it adds a lot of value to a house for the yeah. price, I guess, again, that most builders are going to charge. Yeah. Um, so most builders might have a split system as a standard, which is also, you know, good. Uh, but if you can stretch it and have duct there, it's definitely well a, a, a sort of bonus. And if you add a few zones, you know, you could be in the master bedroom and just have that on. Um, and which you will just save energy as well. That's exactly right. That, and, so. uh, and yeah, particularly in summer, it just gets so hot that sort of duct there is, is going to do the trick. Oh, um, cool. So what was our number four, I think? That was number four, so number five. Number five, ooh. Um, <laughs> I thought this would get harder as it slowly Yeah, goes number five, it, it does get harder. I, I mean, it's hard because we do have a lot of really good as a standard inclusions, but I'm also thinking about... Do you think um, there's anything that uh, you think is necessary that uh, isn't exactly sort of uh, the, the most sexy sort of inclusion to include like a insulation or yeah. a blanket. I mean, talking like about this, it's true like a curb uh, cut out. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't sound too good, but it's actually really nice. Yeah, I um, totally agree. So for, for those that don't know, a curb uh, cut out, so at, at the front of, of the road where your house is going to sit, there's usually a concrete curb um, that's just, I guess, the boundary b between the road and the the, the council turf, I guess. Yeah. Uh, what that means is if you don't cut this, every time you're going to get into your driveway, you're going to have a massive hump. Yeah. And I used to have a house like that and it really gets annoying. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would say get that curb uh, cut out so that it's a nice smooth uh, transition into your driveway. So yeah, again, not, not something that a lot of people might even know about. That's it. Uh, but if you pay attention and next time you get into the street, have a look at the curb cutouts. You will see yeah. some are cut and some are not. That's it. And I also recommend get the footpath cut out as well. If you're on the footpath yeah. side, try and get the footpath cut out. It does look a lot better mm. when your driveway mm. is just one mm. singular That's it, yeah. flowing yeah. piece of, yeah, you get it. That's exactly right, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, sweet. So what does that bring us to, number six? Uh, number six, like like you mentioned, uh, sort of insulation. Um, and again, it's very dependent on the colors you're going to pick. So for example, some might, might go all white. Mm-hmm. 
it's not as important because obviously the, the house is not going to, um, I guess, cope too much heat. Yeah. But for example, some people might go with a dark theme. You know, they got a monument roof and they got um, darker walls. So things like our 1.5 bats on all the external walls are a good thing. Um, thing like socking or the anticon blankets yeah. in the roof will also help a lot. Uh, and definitely make sure what's, what insulation uh, is included as a standard because most builders, when we get to the billing approval, we have to comply with the energy rating. Uh, so what happens is if you don't uh, and the builder includes R1.5 to your ceiling, they most likely will not meet the rating. And then they will come back to you uh, saying, you know, you need to spend another $3,000 because we need to add insulation. Yeah. So just take that. It's not... I guess it's not something, again, that most people would look for, uh, but it's easy to pick on your inclusion. You will see something like R1.5 ceiling bats, R3.0 ceiling bats. Um, ideally, you want anything above R2.5 uh, ceiling bats is, I guess, what I would consider as a minimum. Yep. Uh, and then you can have things like the Anticon Black and, and R1.5. Because, again, consider that you might have uh, ducted air, but if you have no insulation and you have a dark roof, um, your house might just struggle yeah. to actually get cold, uh, which means that then you might actually need to spend more on electricity or That's more it. in getting a bigger system to actually cool your house. That's it, yeah. Um, so yeah, so the efficiency would help a lot. Perfect. Uh, so number seven. Number seven, I mean, I'm just looking at the showroom and see what we have. Um, so what about, uh, um, I don't know, I'm just spitballing, uh, things like security or anything like that. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of security, obviously, because I got broken into my house and I think you got broken into yours too. I think everyone yes. who speaks to you is broken into their house yeah, at yeah. some point. Yeah. Um, so I think what we usually recommend is, you know, you can go to JCar and all those shops or JB Hi-Fi, buy a Swan for six cameras and get the ability to install it for you. Um, those systems are not expensive, but really you can check your house from your phone. Yeah. Um, they might have motion uh, sensor. It, it's just really, really good. So I think yeah. the the cameras, in my opinion, are one of a must. Um, and a security system, if you can, again, they're probably not that expensive, maybe $1,500, $2,000, depending on the builder yeah. and depending on the extent of the security system. Uh, but again, to me, it's a must. I feel, you know, it's it's security. And, um, and yeah, once... I think you will get it once once you got broken into your house. You might not really understand until you, uh, you get broken. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. it. But once you do, you're like, I'm not having a house yeah, uh, without this. Yeah. yeah, that's it. So yeah, those those are two things that definitely must. And you know, for example, and I might be number eight or nine. I can't even remember <laughs> yeah. now. But uh, you have kids. Why not get a uh, sort of intercom? Yeah, because what's good about that, you, you know, you might get someone ringing, and uh, you don't have to actually go to the door and see who's there. You can see on the intercom. If That's you don't it. like them, don't answer. That's it. Uh, so yeah, I, I feel it makes it a little bit safer with kids. That's it. Intercom uh, so yeah. or uh, like a video doorbell or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. And now again, there's so many options that are not that. They're pretty cheap. Yeah. 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 That's it. So when you think of safety, and I guess um, what it can bring you. I think it's worth it. We interrupt this podcast with today's sponsor, which is Hammer Time Kitchens. So they are Homes by CMA's cabinetry supplier. 
and we've literally been using them for what? How long now? Oh, it, it, it would have been years. It's not since we started because we made the mistake to use uh, someone else, uh, but just a few years after we started until now, they have been the only cabinet maker we use. That's it. Literally the best in the game. They supply the absolute best cabinetries, best kitchens, vanities, Definitely. you name it. Highly recommend them. And yeah, Hammer Time Kitchens, check them out. Back to the podcast. All right, Come back. So uh, that's eight uh, amazing things that they should include. So we got two left. Mm -hmm. uh, what would you recommend they should uh, include as the final two? Pressure's on because... <laughs> I mean, I guess, um, and, and it is not something that all builders do, uh, but your appliances. Um, a lot of builders are going to include 900 uh, sort of appliances as a standard, uh, but if they don't and they include a 600 mil uh, sort of oven and cooktop as a standard, I would definitely upgrade to a 900. Uh, nowadays, again, nobody wants a 600 cooktop, yep. nobody wants a 600 oven. That's so it. again, for the minimal price difference, again, if will vary from a builder to, to a sort of builder, but uh, uh, much easier to cook with. Uh, it looks great. And as a selling point, you might be spending $1,000, $2,000. It will definitely make your kitchen a standout. Yeah, 100% agreed. Um, all right. So a final tip. Mm. What do you reckon? Uh, a tip? Uh, <laughs> up, upgrade? <laughs> I'm still new. I'm uh, still new to it. Um, yeah. So what do you reckon the f a final upgrade is that people should have in their house? I guess, you know, maybe in terms of final upgrade, I might do a, a little general one. And mm -hmm. what I mean by that is um, a lot of people sometimes think they save by doing their own blinds and, and, and their own fly screens. And the truth is you probably won't. Um, so I would try to make the house as ready to move in as possible. Yeah. So that, you know, you move in, maybe, you know, you can leave the landscaping and the fencing out. Um, but as things that I really think are a must and you will not save money by doing your own driveway, doing your own blinds, doing your own fly screens and all that stuff. So yeah. um, I would say, yeah, as a final tip, try to make your house a ready to move in. Doesn't have to be a full turnkey, but at least if it's a ready to move in, you can move in and you don't have to do anything on the inside anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then you can always take care of the fencing and uh, and, and this all can be at some point. But yeah, I just see some people sometimes they don't even get a driveway uh, because a lot of builders don't have a driveway as a standard. Mm. Uh, but the problem is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but but yeah, so you move into your house and you don't have a driveway. So first of all, it's going to be a headache to to uh, move in. And then by the time you find a conqueror, he's going to charge you a lot more than what he charges us. Yeah. And um, you have to also know what he's going to be doing um, because we have our checks and you don't know because, you know, building a house is not that easy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you will end up with a lot of headaches and um, and it's just not worth it. So, yeah. 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 Awesome. Um, well, that's pretty much all we really had uh, for this week's episode. Um is there anything else you th want to include while we're here? Or? No, I think we did. Um, I think a really good summary for uh, for someone that has never built before, or someone has built and they just got screwed up by his builder. That's it. Um, it is it, just into the uh, checking. Um, sure. You know, just just do your research, um, check your inclusions, um, speak to a few builders. You know, don't fall in love when you walk into a display home and it just looks so good and the vibe is amazing and there's a swimming pool because That's it. unless it's CMA. 
<laughs> because what is displayed, you got to think about it, it's like a shop. It's like when you go and you buy clothing and there's a model that's wearing um, Arena's polo. And it looks amazing. Unfortunately, you're yeah. probably not going to look the same if you wear <laughs> yeah. that polo. Yeah. So as much as we like to think. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So you just got to check. You, yeah, you, you just got to make sure you do your, your sort of research and yeah, don't fall in love because some builders uh, spend a lot of money on their displays because they know as soon yeah. as you fall in love, They've got you exactly, um, and uh, they they sort of rely on that uh, to take your money. And then once you actually look at the inclusions, um, the inclusions are pretty shit. And that leads me to a good point. So when you go uh, as a client and you meet all those builders, uh, you should always ask them how much is the house as displayed. Mm. And you will find that most likely ninety percent of those won't be able to actually tell you how much. How is. much yeah. because First of all, they don't even know. And second of all, they're too scared to actually tell you because they don't yeah. want you to walk away. It's expensive that, AF. <laughs> that's exactly right. So, um, and you'll find that the right builders, which is probably 10% of them, uh, will be able to uh, tell you and might even give you a list of a breakdown as to exactly what's what, how much does it cost. And um, it will just make your life uh, sort of easier and, it, and it's just more transparent. So you don't have to, you know, I feel like if you ask something and you don't get... A, a sort of answer, you're already dealing with a bill that's not transparent. Yeah. So if they're hiding this, what else do you have to watch exactly. for? Exactly. What else behind the scenes? That's is exactly going right. On, right? What, you know, and yeah. Are they going to pull corners when they build your home? Yeah. Stuff like that. That's exactly right. So I feel that, um, you know, if you're dealing with a bill that's transparent, it's already a really good start. So yeah, um, I think that that pretty much uh, covers quite a lot. Obviously, there's a lot more to know about, but. Yeah. Um, uh, that I, I think if you follow those things, you, you'll get a really good idea. Yeah, awesome. Well, I think that was a, a pretty good first episode of a podcast. Eh? <laughs> We're a little rusty, but you know that's the whole point. Is we'll just start and then we'll get better and better and that's better it. and keep improving. That's it. Um, and hopefully, yeah. We'll but the main thing, like we were saying, you know, the main thing is about content. That's and, it. And um, I think that's what's because, and why we're doing this is because we haven't found content like that out there. That's it. So uh, yeah. we, we really want to bring- We researched it. We looked at it. Um, we looked at even other building and construction podcasts from not just Australia, but all around the world. And we felt that none of them were bringing to the table mm. what we could offer and what we could do. That's and we exactly knew right. we could do it yeah. um, like better. Mm. So we thought, hey, we're going to do it. People seem to uh, really love the informative content. Mm. So let's give it a crack. Mm. What have we got to lose, right? Mm. What have we got to lose? Um, but yeah. I think content is king at this point and we're starting mm. to learn that as well. You know, we've been hitting Instagram hard, mm. uh, Facebook, stuff like that, now YouTube. Um, and then this podcast is going to allow the CMA brand to mm. essentially go everywhere. So it will be on YouTube, Instagram, you name it, uh, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts will be available. And um, yeah, I think I think this is the start of something big and yeah. I'm very excited to, to see where it goes. Right? <laughs> And I think I've always wanted to say this, but you know how they say like you gotta subscribe and click like or whatever. Yeah. How, how does that work on a podcast? Yeah, um, is there like a like button? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it varies from from platform to platform. Like every platform's know. different, but I think like yeah, uh, you know, if you're on Apple, you mm. leave a review. If you're on Spotify, give it a like. Awesome. You know, those sorts of things. Share it out there. If you enjoyed this, if you learned something, share it with a friend. Those sorts of things. Um, and yeah, we really look forward to bringing more episodes, hey, mm. with loads more different content. Oh, that's exactly right. And, and obviously, if you like it, let us know because- yeah, that's the only way we know. Yeah, 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 that's exactly right. Because we, 
I mean, we do it because we love it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's good to get a little bit of uh, feedback as you, you know, it. you if guys do shit. a good job. Yeah, if <laughs> it should just say it. Just, just, yeah, yeah, we can take it. You know, I'll cry, but you're right. Like, um, and I think it's important too, like we don't always necessarily uh, want to keep it around construction. Hey, we're, we're happy to, you know, test the waters in other mm-hmm. sectors. You know, there's loads of things in business and marketing. And well, yeah, yeah, and it's true. Like, and we get asked out a lot on Instagram too, where young builders want to start their own business and That's they it. just don't know what to do. And uh, and it's hard. Like, it's mm. it's very, very hard to, to actually have a successful uh, business. You got to watch for so many things. And there's just so much to learn that I wish someone would have told me when we started. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we might do a bit of a section where, like, even tradies, you know, uh, I see that these are mistakes that the tradies do all the time, particularly when it comes to cash flow and all those things. So um, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot we can bring on to those those people too. Hundred percent, and yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. Hey, me too. Should be good. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for watching the first ever episode of the Nailed It podcast. We hope you did enjoy it. Um, like you said, give us some feedback. Let us know your thoughts, and yeah, we'll see you next week for a brand new episode. Don. It's one on one shot, now the future is yours.